Welcome back to another episode of Eastern Current Saltwater Fishing Podcast. I am Captain Ozzy from Marker 23 Guide Service. On today's episode, I sit down with Captain Kalen Burrell from Fireline Fishing. Captain Kalen has a one-of-a-kind type of personality and holds nothing back in this episode. Kalen and I have a lot in common and cover a vast amount of topics in this podcast, including striper fishing, old drum, and what it's like to be a traveling guide. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. If I'm fishing a jig, you can bet it's going to be an iStrike Texas Eye. Dave and Ralph at iStrike have built the most versatile and durable lineup of jigs in the saltwater industry. Whether you need a finesse presentation on spooky wintertime redfish, or you need to hop a big swim bait on deep water structure for cobia and bull redfish, iStrike has the jig for you. Be sure to check out their website and use code EC10 for up to 40% off all iStrike products and 10% off all Z-Man products. The code can only be used at iStrikeFishing.com, and you can find the code and the link to their website in the podcast show notes. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Eastern Current on Patreon. There you'll be able to find our weekly Ramp Talk podcast, where my guide buddies and I discuss our day-to-day fishing on the way to the boat ramp in the morning. You will also be able to find extra video content that you can't find on YouTube. If you've loved listening to the Eastern Current Podcast, subscribing to our Patreon is a great way to help support the show. <laughs> Do you know how to pronounce my name? Uh-uh. Kalen Burrell. All right. Fireline Fishing. Caleb Braille. Ka- I'm not blind. Kalen Burrell. You should have like put your name in Braille on I your say hat. I say a B-U-R-R-E-L-L. Okay. Well, Mr. Kalen. Well, Cap, Captain. Cap, Captain. <laughs> Captain. Yeah, I forgot. Captain Burrell. Yeah, I took a class one time. Captain Burrell. I'm not. I'm sitting here <clears throat> in a hotel room in beautiful Weldon, North Carolina, with Captain Kalen Burrell from Fireline Fishing. Howdy. <laughs> um, before we jump into everything, Lord knows we've got a many a topic to cover. Um, tell me about how you got into fishing and how it led to you guiding today. Uh, wow. It's a hard one. I had everything prepared until I got on the mic. Let's see. Well, I didn't have any friends to fish with, so I said, I'm going to get people to pay me to take them anyway. No, that's not really what happened. Um, I don't know, man. I guess I just grew up around the river and grew up, uh, rock fishing and fishing and, uh, rivers all up in Virginia, Blackwater River, stuff like that. And I just liked the river. So um, I got into rock fishing and or stripers. I guess it depends on where you're from. And um, <clears throat> kind of started taking people and uh, as just for fun or whatever. And ended up being I'd get done. And, you know, like everybody's story, you have to clean the boat. And everybody wants to go until it's time to do all the work and clean the boat and get everything ready. And. So, um, it's just pretty young, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm one of my 32 now. I started, um, about off and on, probably about 10 years now, I reckon. Uh, doing the start, well, I mean, fishing like introduction to the water. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, me and my dad went, and uh, you know, his thing was, 
Um, you got to be quiet because the fish can hear you talking. And I really think that's just because, you know, your parents don't want to hear you talking while you're on the boat. They want you to just be quiet. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So, and we all, we always did like, you know, we didn't do much. We did like uh, the beetle spins, stuff like that, up and down the Blackwater River. Because you can catch anything on a black beetle spin. I don't care who you are. I mean, you can tie one on the fly and it'll catch something. You mm-hmm. know? I had a client. I don't know. I hope, man, I hope he listens to this. I had a client break out a black and yellow beetle spin. They're dirty. <laughs> and I was like, man, are you sure? Like, this is what they've been hitting. Yeah. And I put my foot right in my mouth. I'm talking like two casts later, hooked up to something and took us for a ride. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a, a pretty large redfish. Um, we were in some trout territory, so it could have been a nice trout. It was a bowfin. You know, it was a bowfin. Hit that black <laughs> beetle spin. The, the bowfin population in this particular area is probably hurting. <laughs> None if it was a black beetle spin, I guarantee you a bowfin hit it. It's going to happen. I don't care where you it are. It was a bowfin in yeah. the oyster bar, probably. Yeah. No, dude, but yeah, I'm, I'm a full believer in black beetle spin. Oh, yeah, they do it. You ever heard that song, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow? That's what it's about. It's about, about beetle spin. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think it was. I think, yeah. uh, I think Wiz Khalifa was the... Big beetle spin. Yeah, oh, low, huge. Ca- caught both ends like nobody's business, man. <laughs> I, I think both ends are underrated. Let's Dude, just, they're super underrated. Let's just it's touch a, on that before. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, the great white of the, uh, of the river. I mean, it's a prehistorical animal. They're, they're cool as crap. I don't know why they get crapped on so much. They, but did you know, and, and we're getting way off topic, but that's all right, that in Louisiana, I had a client of mine, uh, a couple days ago, matter of fact, <clears throat> was telling me um, that they raise bowfin to harvest the eggs and sell them like caviar. And it's like more expensive than, I don't know anything about caviar, but. Average caviar? No, it's like the fan. What's the fancy stuff? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's really expensive caviar, apparently. It's like more expensive than the standard. Yeah. What is. Whatever. We should know what standard caviar is. Yeah, because when I eat caviar and drink champagne, <laughs> you know, I, you'd think I'd know what I'm paying for, <laughs> but I don't. I, I heard sturgeon caviar was really, really high end. Yeah, um, we actually get sturgeon in the river, believe it or not. But. Second time that this has been mentioned um, on this podcast. Yeah, but... Are you, sturgeon I mean, sightings in the, in the... Yeah, I mean, you know... Upper NC, Roanoke. NC State and all, they, they used to set traps and try to catch eggs and stuff like that to study them and but it's actually it's um they're protected so you got to have either go through a bunch of hoops to get some type of permit to even attempt to try to catch one and someone jumped one or something last year right it jumped on one no jumped like rode it to the ground <laughs> like hog tied it hooked it and put it walked. in the back of the truck <laughs> no uh yeah, but you'll be down there catfishing or whatever, man. Things start busting all over the place. People will start. That's awesome. Or either giant bow fins. I don't know. Everybody thinks I'm here striper fishing. I'm, I'm actually yeah. just sturgeon fishing. Just sturgeon. Yeah, yeah which is which is also a cool biker rally. The elusive sturgeon? No, sturgeon. Stur- sturgis. Never mind. That's not the no, same thing. No. Never mind. Elusive. Sorry, Lord. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> you could have sold it, though. Yeah. No. But um, <clears throat> back but, to. Yeah. How did you go from beetle spins? Yeah, to so well, I'm, uh, it's my first boat was a 17 foot polar craft, small thing, and I just had people like, "Hey man, can you take me fishing or whatever?" Yeah, cool, whatever. So I, I guess it just comes down to I, the joy of watching people catch them was greater than me actually catching them. 
you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it kind of got into this thing where, <clears throat> you know, of course I was a fireman for 13 years, and so I had plenty of time to do both. Um, I was a part-timer. I was a part-time guy. Them dang part-time guys. Uh, yeah, we need to keep that on the DL about them part-timers. But um, I'm full-time now. But uh, And so it just kind of built from there. I took one person and two people, and, and I got my captain's license and that stuff and started charging a decent amount of money for it, which we still broke all the time because that's what guides are. We're well, not eating caviar and uh, no, champagne. No, we're, we're currently drinking lattes, lights, and, and grizzly chewing tobacco. <laughs> that's, that's a good life. That's a good life. I mean, sitting in the daisy. Yeah, I mean, you got like this killer hat, sunglass, uh, tan tan line thing, and and you know, and, and it's good. I mean, you know, the funny thing about having this tan line is, uh. Everybody feels the need to tell you. Well, I thought you were uh, Hispanic there for a minute, as dark as you are right now. I'm, or like, like I'll, I'll, that I'll go to church, dude. Yeah. And like every older lady, like, oh, you've been in the sun, hadn't you? I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only way you can jump on sturgeons. <laughs> everybody feels the need to be like, oh my God, you've been in the sun. I'm like, yeah. I, I appreciate the update. But uh, so no, man. It's like it's it's been. Uh, I, I I've grown unaware, if that makes sense. Like, because when I started out in this thing, I wasn't planning on getting. You know, I'm not big time at all. I wouldn't consider myself that. But uh, <clears throat> I, I would. I, I wasn't looking to book 300 trips a year. You know what I mean? I just I was hitting the. Uh, peak season especially striper season and stuff and it's just kind of we grown just word of mouth and, and take people and you know you always try to do the best you can no matter what and whatever situation you're in whether you're getting paid to do it or not you know so just kind of built a really good relationship with clients and friends and they've told people and it's just kind of built over the years to where it's all i do now you know? yeah so <clears throat> And we share that. We share the, um, I was going to say similar, similar introduction into guiding. It's more identical than it is similar. Yeah, really? Um, yeah. So I was a fireman in, in the city and um, come down to it the way I, I ended up jumping full time too. And uh, it's a scary thing. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. but. I mean, it was totally worth the risk, and this is definitely not a podcast to pull people into the guiding industry because I don't know about you, but it was not at all what I thought it would be. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's a matter of pulling people into the industry as much as it is for people to understand the level of work um, that goes into this business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, And I don't think people understand that. You know, when they get on the boat, Everything's everything's done. Everything's prepared. Should be everything's prepared. Everything's to to the best of its ability. Fresh bait and all this stuff. And <clears throat> so we've started three four hours before they even probably got up. Mm-hmm. You know. And then when they get off the boat, you shake hands. Yeah, have a good day. You know. Like to love to see you next year, and hopefully we got a little tip on top. Maybe twenty percent is recommended in these outings. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no. Uh, so and and then we're working. Three or four hours after they're gone, 
if know, nothing broke. If nothing broke, yeah. And so, you know, and 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 yeah. So it's 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 a whole other it's a whole other. And and about the part time and the full time thing, it's all it's, you know, I, I joked about it or whatever, and, and I didn't really realize you don't realize it until you sit down one day and go, I got to make it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Think or swim, dude. Think or swim, yeah. And so you start thinking a little bit harder of how you run your boats and where you're going and you know the risk involved of some of the places that you get to to catch the fish and I mean all the stuff that you. It's 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 a lot. It really is, but yeah, it's it's, it's worth different. it, man. It's worth it. Yeah, I thought it just naive. I'm gonna fish every day. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get rich. Yeah, those were the two mm-hmm. things I thought were gonna happen. Grow me a cool mullet and a, and and a big old bushy, you know, beard and rocket. You know, I did end up with long hair and a beard, but that's yeah. that's the only two that's things. That's just like a time list. to shave or cut a haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it was funny, dude, because I didn't get rich, and I didn't fish every day. I spent my days on the back of a boat, uh, pulling a skiff and teaching people to fish. Yep. And <clears throat> like I said, I'm not rich. So, but it was even it was even better than what I could have thought it was. It's yeah. how people describe kids. They're like, don't do it. They're expensive. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And you know yeah. what I mean? It's confusing yeah. to hear, but that's exactly what happened. Like, yeah. people ask me, I'm like, yeah, I work. 12 hours yeah. minimum a yeah. day. Except when you're done, you can't park your kids in the parking lot and go in the house. Yeah, well, you're right. You got to carry them with you. That's, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, the government frowns upon that. Um, <laughs> no, but, man, God, God is the best thing ever. But um, tell me about a little bit about your God service and, and how you spend your year and what you target and where you travel. <sighs> What's today? Tell you. No man, I um, it's again something else has been kind of building over the years. You know, I um, I started I start out running uh, stripers. Well, we do shad and stuff like that. And, um, on the fly, <laughs> just so we're clear. You know, we do run fly rods every now and then. Oh lord! And uh, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll explain that here shortly when we get back after this. Uh, no, this um, brief commercial. This brief commercial brought to you by Miller Lattes. Probably about days in and welded. <laughs> days in and welded. Um, no, but um, so we run shad and stuff in March, and then um, we start lower in lower Roanoke. <clears throat> wow, um, in in late March, early April, chasing stripers, and then we'll chase them all the way up through into welding in uh, about the middle of April towards about the middle of May, depending on what they want to do. Mm-hmm. How long they stick around? Yeah, when they show up, <clears throat> um, and then um, you know, of course, you, we catch them in the lakes all year round. But and then towards the middle of May, once they spawn, we start chasing them back down. And then June, July, we'll run your inshore stuff and in, in Pamlico and, and uh, Noose River, um, uh, trout drum, black drum, sheep's head stuff like that. And then August, September, that's the old drum beatdown. Mm-hmm. That's a grind too. That's a fun one. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good one there. I like that one. And we, we I'll be up in, uh, I'll be in, uh, run out of Oriental, uh, September and August. And I got like forty five days straight. Um, 
and then uh, after that, we'll start on trout a little bit more um, through to about November, and then I'll start uh, sea duck hunting and diver hunting until in January, and then we do it all over again. And then restart. Yeah. <clears throat> so That's pretty sick way to split your year up, though. Yeah, man. It's uh, it you know you, you don't get into a monotony, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, no. so everything's constantly changing. It, it's I, I I do like and respect the guys that, that, you know, have a home lake or a home river or a home spot on the sound, and that's all they do. I mean, there, there's something to be said there, especially. I mean, I know a couple guys that they run 300 trips out of, out of two lakes, crappy fish and stuff like that, which is cool if that's what you want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I stay on the road a lot, so there's the downside to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people ask me, you know, they're like, well, where are we going to leave out of? Uh, it's hard to say, and some some of these things like drum season. Yeah, we're going out of Oriental or Newburn. Uh, more than likely, it's going to be Oriental. But you start talking about uh, trout and stuff like that. We'll have to go out of uh, Swan's Quarter one day. We'll have to go out of Rose Bay. Well, I mean, it's just you never know. Where where I can drive closer and boat closer because mm-hmm. up there in the Pamlico, man, it ain't like you can just run your boat mm-hmm. from one place to the next. You know, it's. Uh, one, you got the weather considered the wind. It never stops blowing. And then it takes a long time to really get anywhere. It feels like you're on a treadmill. Yeah. On that particular yeah. river or sound. It's Yeah. And then I, tra- I'll never forget the first time. I, and I've said this on the podcast before. Like the first time really on the news. I was like, man, this ain't happening here. Let me just cut across the river. Yeah. No. And I was like... <laughs> Halfway there, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah you, because you can see the other side. Yeah. But it's still, it yeah. doesn't get any bigger as you're right. I'm like, <laughs> good night. Yeah. And and the thing is, man, we don't have, you know, we don't have a tide per se. We got a wind driven tide. So, mm-hmm. especially during drum season, the harder it blows, the better it is. Yep. You know, we need a north, a good north wind. Um, but it's straight down the river. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. So crossing it, unless you're in a good sized boat, then you know it's it's hard to, you know, we're we're out there running. You know, a lot of people, of course, June, July we run your regular bay boats and stuff, but then September and August we're running like 26, 30 foot boats that can handle the weather. So it don't really unless a hurricane comes through and it's like the eyes on us, we're running. Yeah, that's you awesome. Know? But the more wind, the better fishing. So why is that? Because what, what does that do to the fish to turn them on so much? It pushes the bait around. You know, it congregates them to one side or the other. Mm. And like I said, we don't we don't have a tide. So as the wind as the wind blows in, the water rises. As the wind goes out, the, the water goes down. So essentially, it's a wind driven tide. Yeah, and for uh, us, tide tells us where to be. So I'd assume it has the same right. It can. Effect. It yeah. gives you some type it of can navigational aid to yeah. That's so, what the fish are going to yeah, do. So do. It makes I mean, it more predictable. If right. You will. So depending on which way the wind's blowing for any given time is which way the bait's going to be concentrated. And wherever the bait's concentrated, that's where your big drum are going to be at more than likely. So, you know, um, of course, we have days where it's blowing east one day, west one day, north one day, south one day. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a constant push of the same direction of wind, then you can kind of, you know, lock them down. Right. You're going to stop all that yawning over there. Easy, easy. We're supposed easy. to be excited about this thing. I'm stoked, man. Can you not tell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this one. I'm on fire. Give it, give it. <laughs> I should give me some of that caviar. 
I'm gonna start calling it caviar probably yeah. from now on out. Yeah, everything's caviar. You can't yeah. tell everybody about my nasty habits. Potted meat and orange crackers. There's a lot of bologna in that mini fridge. Is it? There. What oh. kind is it? Is it pork chicken? What is it? Beef? Is it beef bologna? I thought bologna was its own kind of meat. No, dude. No. <laughs> no. Beef bologna. What kind of mayonnaise you rocking on it? The only kind of mayonnaise there is. Dude. It got to be dude. Okay. All right. Gotta be I was dude. about to get up and walk out. I ain't a Miracle Whip guy. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, they ain't even mayonnaise, man. Nah. There ain't nothing miraculous about it. Got to be the yellow label. Yeah. But um, back to fishing, I guess. We should probably <laughs> meander back to that at some point. Yeah. Tell me about your riverboat. Oh. I'm not even. I'm That's not my even, girl now. I'm not even going to try to explain it. That's my girl. So, um, you know, when you when when you start guiding anybody, you know, no matter who you are, there's things on. Well, first of all, there's no one boat that does everything. It's just don't. So you got to have like 10 of them, mm-hmm. right? So we call it boat pour. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, I bought a 21-foot sea arc that came from a rescue squad, and they had, if 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 you could put a wire, a hole in it, if you could, I mean, there was one place to stand behind the console, that was it. Mm. So I bought it for like little or nothing <clears throat> and gutted it and, Put the console in the, you know, back like normal and all that, in the middle or whatever, like normal. And um, I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it. So I, put a, I had a two-stroke Nissan on it, and she would get it, you know, old two-banger. Some fogging mosquitoes, you know, one of them things. Didn't have and, a bug problem. Yeah, huh? no. Uh-uh. And so then I got a, a bigger motor, four-stroke Suzuki, and she was just more than she wanted. I mean, she's, she's hot to be trot. She's wide open now. Nasty. This quick. That old girl's nasty. <laughs> yeah. So I did some like looking at different boats and stuff. I said, I said, I'm going to move my console to the front. And everybody's like, don't do it. Don't do it. You hate it. I'll beat you up. Don't do it. Well, it is a little bit rougher up front, isn't it? But it's better for the clients, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I moved to the front and had a fuel tank built for it. And then um, I got to looking at them uh, Texas boats. What are they called? Uh, the tunnel holes. Them Simmons, like cats yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Mayjack or Mayax or... Yep, so <clears throat> I got looking how they were made. Of course, I didn't need a tunnel hole, but I'm like, well, how can I make it like a tunnel hole? So put a jet ten offset jack plate on it, and uh, I got uh, a stiffy shawl wing on the back, which is what all they run. And it basically is a hydrofoil. It pulls water to the intake, so you can run it. They say our our goal is to run the prop halfway out of the water, so... I put that on there, and, um, man, she's just better than I thought it was going to turn out. But I've played with it for, like, two or three years, changing stuff, trying to get it right, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's a, it's a bow rider. But to me, uh, a console is only to get you somewhere, somewhere to drive, whatever it is. Tell her hand don't matter. And it needs to be out of the way when you're done with it. And so that's why I moved it to the front. So when we get where we're going – you know, I can stand in one spot, do everything I need to do. I can run the boat. I can operate a trolling motor. Everybody can fish off the back, or one person can fish off the front. So it's real comfy, real roomy. Yeah, and it's not like all the way to the bow like you see some yeah. commercial guys that. There's uh, still a nice front deck. Yeah, you still have some walking space up there. Yeah, yeah. That, it was. It's a really cool boat for sure. Yeah. Um, I know I give you a hard time about a Frankenstein boat, but. And then yeah. it's a pretty sweet. Yeah. I love how specific it is. 
it's very area specific. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it, it does Pus- this specific. Specific, yeah, I got you. Yeah. It's a very area specific <laughs> boat. Uh, it does. It's this, a river boat. It I mean, does this river extremely yeah. well. It's a river boat. It's made. It's made to run the river. The only thing different, I would, if I had a tunnel hole, oh, it, it wouldn't matter. Hail or hurricane wouldn't slow it. Wouldn't slow it down. You know, but yeah, um, yeah, I like it, man. And my favorite part about you know anybody can go buy some big expensive fancy boat you know or have it built but to build something yourself like literally build everything yourself and to put it together and people go and that's a nice boat you know especially mm-hmm. when somebody's in like a hundred thousand dollar bass boat going that's a nice boat i get a little bit excited about it yeah you should yeah. take some ownership yeah. but that's awesome dude yeah i rubber and touch did a good job and yeah yeah i Not- even i even wax it no you don't yeah you wax it? oh yeah scratches and all <laughs> Yeah, I gotta give her some love, man. That's great, you know. I get jealous of all the aluminum boats every time I'm down here and yeah, and welding aluminum and love. Golly, man, I wish. Yeah, we stuck the nose on the sandbar today, fly fishing, and uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to explain that eventually. <laughs> you know, and the and Reagan we were in the Berlin Wall. We were in like eight foot, uh, eight, I mean eight inches of water, and uh, guy was like. I could just step out right here. I was like, yeah, you could if you wanted to. But that's, I mean, that's how shallow she'll run, so. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's a cool one. Give us the rundown. On. The whole Reagan incident. The Ra- oh, okay. Well. And, I mean, and the beef and everything. Yeah. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers and this great night. No. Um, <laughs> that was not Reagan, by the way. Uh Man. Where do we start? Have we covered everything so far before we go on another time? No, tangent? we got a lot to cover. Okay. But Have I explained what, how I became a guide? I think Good so. Good enough? I think so. Yeah. I think we know. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. They have no idea. Not a clue. <laughs> I really want to hear this story, though. From the beef to everything. Okay, I'm going to get it. Just air it out. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this. Um, well, first of all, you, you got to know me, and I, I'm, I'm pretty – as black and white as they come. I'm transparent as there is, you know. And, um, you know, I, <clears throat> I try not to offend people when I say things, and sometimes I do, unfortunately, but um, it's all out of love and from the heart. <laughs> Give me a second. I got a tissue. <laughs> no, but um, so, man, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this. Got another one. You want me to tell a story, man? No, I'm trying to figure out how to start it out here. So, all right. I think all we right. have two different perspectives. Per, per, yeah. So, so I don't. I don't have. It's okay. Well, let me start off. Let me start off by saying I'm a tackle box fisherman, right? So, if if the only reason I want a bigger boat is so I can fit more crap in it, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to say everybody's like that. Everybody shouldn't be necessarily like that, but you know, that comes from the fireman background. I think of always wanting to be prepared for what if. It may never happen, you know. But if there's that one time that the fish is talking to me, subconsciously, of course, and it's like, if you just throw the beetle spin, the black and yellow yellow beetle spin over here, I'll eat it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've had those days when you sight fish reds and they just won't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, you throw everything at them that you possibly can. Have you ever tried anything? Let's just like, what off the wall. 
and it worked? Probably, but it would probably just be some fly that I thought looked ugly. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's no one pattern. It's just like some bucktail and rabbit fur, and I'm like, it looks terrible, and it's five shades of green, but I'm going to try it anyways, and so maybe there, but um, now I run light. I run, I run super light. Um, but sorry, it, I was trying to get my dip back in my beer bottle here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't bring much. I, I bring just enough to get into what you know to cover us for whatever we're gonna get into or whatever. But nah, as far as running twelve rods, that's not me. I'm not saying run twelve rods. I'm saying like. Have you did have you ever run into a situation where, you know, like you you had something random in the boat, like you you just laid it in there one day or didn't even, and you're like, I've tried everything. I'm just gonna try this. Like what I'm getting yeah. ready to do is completely stupid and against the status quo of whatever's getting yeah. ready to happen. But I'm gonna try it, and it works. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you get back to the dock and you tell your buddies what you did, and they're like, No. Ain't no way that don't happen. I've been, I've been doing this for thirty years, and I ain't never seen that ever work. But it did one time, right? So that's me. I'm, <clears throat> I throw, I throw stupid stuff at them all the time just to see what they'll do. Sometimes, all the time, sometimes. Um, so that kind of leads into the story. So people, but guides have their their lane, right? They stay in, <clears throat> which is great. And you have some people that are amazing at what they do. They're, let's call it their craft. And I think it is a craft. It's an art form, right? <clears throat> and, like, getting into guiding, what I didn't realize, I didn't realize how much people didn't know, like, common sense small things until I started guiding. For instance, here's an example. Like, when you pull your lure out of the water, right? Let's say, you're, let's say your rod tip's got wraps. You pull your lure out of the water. A lot of people will reel all the way to the tip of the rod and then bring the whole rod down and reach up and grab the lure, right? Well, if you pull your rod up to where the lure is just at the surface of the water or your lure is hanging as long as your rod is, you just pick the tip of your rod up, it'll swing into your hand. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that simple thing that you always kind of knew and then you get people on the boat that doesn't know, and you're like, I probably should have told them that. Mm-hmm. You didn't realize things you should have told them. So, mm-hmm. But that, that kind of goes into the deal with the craft and, and, and the little things that, you know, people do and and, and hone in their expertise era. So then you get people that are um, this this type of fishing or that type of fishing is the only way you should do it. You know what I mean? And so if you don't do it that way, then you're wrong. I don't agree with that. Whether it's catching them, you know, well, the only, the only sporting way to do it is I kept saying fly earlier and it was a, it was a back underhanded joke because, you know, I fish bait sometimes a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, but I, but I do love running the jig and I do like fly fishing. Um, but I wouldn't consider myself a expert in fly fishing as somebody that, that like you, that's all you do for most most of your career. That's what you do. You're a fly fisherman, right? And so <clears throat> um, you get back at the docks or you get with other captains and 
some captains are just meatheads. That's kill it all. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Which is, I, I don't necessarily agree with that in the context of it being said, but I don't also don't have a problem with taking some meat home. You know, right. and then you got some people that are like, nope, release everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with that either. Because um, if you talk about like, let's say like the release over twenty deal, I agree with with with. I understand the statement and I understand the push and the movement and and I can get on board with it. But there's also a side to it of big fish eat little fish, and so at some point, in order to keep in my opinion, in order to keep a fishery healthy, you have to remove some of the big fish because it will reach a point where all the big fish are eating all the little fish. It's like a pond. You know, you leave all large mouth bass in there, sooner or later, it's going to be nothing but big ones, and then they're going to have nothing to eat, and they're going to start dying off themselves. And you can disagree with that. That's perfectly fine. I'm sure you do. I do. <clears throat> but you know, it, I mean, it was proven in a Texas study over flounder and how, you know, we should only keep a certain size flounder or release a certain size flounder. And what happened was is that all we had left was big flounder because they were eating all of the small ones. And so there, there's that's a whole other conversation. And, and what's wrong with having all big fish? Because big fish eat little fish. I'm not saying that you of should, what percentage of their diet? A lot. Of what? percent well 100% they're going to eat smaller fish than they are yes they will 100% but not 100% of the time they're not going to eat the same size fish I'm just saying if I don't see the problem having all big fish fishery they will adapt to eating some croaker true or you know what I mean well they will and so then then you have an issue they already do you know we both know is is a fact that a big old trout loves Whatever, 10-inch croaker. Oh, absolutely. So Because they're in the same family, and the croaker is the enemy of the stripe, I mean, of the trout egg. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, yeah. So we understand yeah, that. Yeah. I don't... <clears throat> I'm not saying... Don't get me wrong. I'm not at all saying that we shouldn't release big fish at, at all. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. I'm just, right. I'm just saying that there's a, eat, there's, a, there's a balance in there somewhere. Sure. And I'm not going to act like I know what it is. Sure. But I say I'm saying that to say that there's no 100% side that yeah. is 100% right. Does that make sense? I, I do agree with that statement. Yeah. I, so, I, I do. So I, so when I say so when I said that like about <clears throat> the releasing of big fish and stuff, I agree with it and I understand the premise behind it. But you have some people that are like 100%. This is the only way. This is how right. it, you know, and that's not necessarily true either. There's a lot of variables and a lot of factors in the ecosystem. There is that lead to a growth or a decline of a population. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, is like let's take everybody, put them together, collectively, calmly, and come up with an, a, a reasonable. Um, common sense driven explanation and let's have some results built off of that instead of just everybody at war with this is right and that's right you know what i mean let's come to a common ground across the board mm-hmm. so does that make sense i think so okay absolutely absolutely i think it's a, it's harder to act out than to say if you get 200 people in a room to have a calm meeting can be tough yeah you know what I mean? we've all seen yeah. that we've all been to dmf meetings um but I think that is the solution. Uh, Absolutely. I think it would be great. But what has to happen is that everybody has to come off of their platform. 
for just a little while. Mm-hmm. By all means, if you believe in something, you push it until, until you ain't got no more breath in your body. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something respectable about that. If you yeah. really believe in it and you back it up and you understand what you're saying. But to just go pointing fingers and saying things off the cuff that you really don't understand what you're saying or either to hear something and not go to the man that said it and try to get a better explanation about it before you get mad about it, that's not okay. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that goes back to the so that goes back to the Reagan and the wall thing, right? <clears throat> Man, I'm like digging a hole here, but that's all right. I, I'm I'm I can stand. I'll take old I'll take old Frank and Sally out there. That's your name, old Frank and Sally. And go boat. go up river, yeah. Sit there in the quiet of the day with the bald eagle screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, you're yeah. right about how how the culture is, how the fishing industry is. There's sides, and there's people who are extremists. In both directions, in, in all aspects and facets of the of yeah. their of their craft, and again, if they if you believe in it, by all means, stand on it. But sure, but also people need to have an open mind and look at the big picture of why we're guides and why we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, when we we were firemen, we did it to help people. Yep, right. And we loved it, and due to you know unforeseen part, circumstances. unforeseen circumstances that uh, pushed us in another direction. Um, we started helping people in another way. And, of course, just like we weren't going to be firefighters for free, we ain't going to be guys for free. So we got to make money to do it. Are we going to be rich? At- no. Nope. We're going to be rich in the no. neither there. No. <laughs> but, um, but nevertheless, so that's the big picture of God, man, is, is bringing people together <clears throat> to make memories to build relationships, to to bring awareness to the fisheries that people are in, mm-hmm. and and you to know pro- provide and share an angling thrill. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, and 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 promote promote healthy habits for the next generation. That's right. That's exactly right. I think that's the biggest part is promoting the health. So when 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 somebody's on a boat for five hours with me, they're going to get some type of lesson. Um, and it might be technical, it might be a history, it might be something about a fish, it might be how to handle a fish, it might be how to release a fish, it might be how to clean a fish. You know, but they're gonna get something out of it other than just catching fish. And I think that's important too. Yeah. Um but um back to the Reagan Reagan wall. <laughs> and I don't I don't even know if everybody listed this would even know what we're talking about. <laughs> so there was this wall. <laughs> and so Reagan, you know, when, when, and this is just history. It ain't a political push one way or the other by no means. Reagan, when he said tear down that wall, he was advised not to do it. He told him, don't say it. Like, it, you, you won't even make it out of the country if you say it, right? Well, Reagan, against everybody's advice, said, nope, it needs to be said. So when he got up on stage and said, Gorbachev, tear down that wall, he wasn't supposed to say it, right? But what did they do? They tore it down. If he hadn't said it, they wouldn't have tore it down. So there's like this stigma. Here we go. Get ready. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. They're about to get smacked in the face with, oh, no, what did he just say? No. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> he just did. No, he didn't. He just did that, didn't he? Yes, he did. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. So. 
So um, there's like this stigma between artificial guys and bait guys. It and will fly. Fly guys. That's in, a big in particular. Thing. In particular, fly guys. I, I would even say. Again, we have two different perspectives. I understood your comment when you made it. Yeah. And we'll get there. I'll go next. I'll go. You go ahead. Good. What, what comment was that? The whole Reagan comment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I first said <laughs> yeah, you. You get there. Yeah. I first said Nick's, and I was like, "Oh, that's bad. I got to fix no, that." No, wrong one. Wrong yeah. one. Yeah. No. 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 That would have been right. So. So you know, and and we're down here. A lot of us, well, a handful of us, and and we're fishing a majority. What does that mean? Does that mean keep going? Yeah. That's my first podcast. People always give me hand signals, and I'm going, what is it? Am I crazy? What does that mean? Is it- <laughs> keep going. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and, and then you then you have people that kind of show up in the peak season or whatever. And and look, this, this fishery, it does have days where you're not even fishing, you're catching. There's no doubt about it. And then there's days where it's it's tough. I mean, you know, it's not it has not been an easy fishery to past <clears throat> week, two weeks. And you know, we're dealing with a lot of variables. We're dealing with the ray, r- rise and lower of the water in the river. We're dealing with uh, a lot of rain. We're dealing with cold snaps. I mean, you know, same thing that any other fishery deals with. And <clears throat> you know, for the past few years. 100 fish days are, are, are very common, very common. And so I think a lot of people have built their business off of that one statement, 100 fish days, right, which which is true or has been true. But then again, you have those exceptions to the rule in the years like this one where 100 fish days, 50 fish days, 20 fish days are hard to even achieve, you know, and you can see them. You can see the fish. You know, you know you're on top of them, and you're throwing everything in the book at them, and it just ain't working, mm-hmm. right? And so that's when the toolbox comes along. Throw some, get the beetle spin. <laughs> it needs to be like a bobblehead button. Get the beetle spin. That should be one of my plat- my <clears throat> yeah. uh, soundboard. Just yeah, push the button. Get the beetle spin. Do you do you have a soundboard? Oh, he does have a soundboard. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Get the beat. Yeah, dude. That needs to be anyway. So if you come down here in the situ- current situation that we're in, of it's just tough, and you try to throw flies at them, you might not catch a fish. That doesn't make you a bad fisherman. That don't make you a bad guy. That's just the situation that we're in. There's days where bait can't even hardly bring them off the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are situations where sometimes a jig will work better than bait, just reaction strikes mm-hmm. you know, time of year. So it's kind of it's kind of a funny thing because it's it's brought purists in their craft of this is the only thing I'm going to use. I ain't changing. I ain't doing nothing. This is it. We're going to do it to their knees to where they're changing something. They'll do something because what are we here for to catch people fish? So we got to do what we got to do within moral and legal bounds, of course. Right, right. I mean, we can't go out to welding and get no Colombian bam bam and sprinkle it in the water. That's not legal, no, you know. No. But so, um, 
you got all the fly guys, they're doing their thing. You got all the bait guys, they're doing their thing. And, you know, there's been comments dropped from this one and that one across throughout the years. And, you know, that's, you know, baits killing people, killing the fish. And then the bait guys are going, well, you know, don't don't make it us look bad because you can't catch them on the fly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and so it gets this back and forth argument of you're trying to make us look bad. We're well, the one killing all the fish. We're not killing fish. You just can't catch fish. Blah, blah, back and forth. Instead of realizing that it's just the fishery they were in. Some days you can't catch them on artificials. Some days you can't hardly catch them on bait. One's not better than the other. One doesn't have a greater impact than the other. I mean, the, the NC Wildlife has a, a 4.5% mortality rate on everything caught. It don't matter what you catch them on. They're going to put a stamp on it, 4.5%. Talked to them the day before yesterday. That's what they said. Now, is there some precautions that can be taken with live bait that will stop you from gut hooking a fish? Absolutely, and we use them. Short leaders, uh, no smaller than a 3 alt circle hook offset. That's pretty much a guarantee he's going to get hooked in the lip. Is there is there the, the, the case where, you know, he gets one deeper? Sure, but it's like four out of a hundred, you know, the same mortality rate that they're they're expressing. We caught one on the fly today and it was in his gut. He just swallowed a big fish, just swallowed it that hard. So there's no way to say that one one way is doing more damage or whatever than the other. Granted, there are some non ethical ways that you can kill fish and, and just for the pursuit of catching them, but who wants to do that? I think all guides want to protect the fishery because that's their bread and butter. It needs to stay healthy. It needs to thrive or we don't make money. No fish, no guide, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a fish can be worth more to you alive than dead. Right. So, <clears throat> well, unless you're selling it to the market. and then Well, guides don't do that. I mean, as a guide. Yeah, right. Unless you're selling catfish alive. Now, that does go for good money. Well. But that's another story. <laughs> Back on track. No. Um, so there's like this gang war between the fly fishermen, flats boats, and the skiffs, aluminum boat bait guys. You know, it's like it's it's almost comical to me. And if it could be a sitcom, like if you had like. Um, uh, Fred, the, like the Fred Flintstone family on one side, like chunking bait, and then you had like the Jetsons on the other side throwing fly rod. Like it could be that that funny of kind of like a sit, sitcom kind of thing. <laughs> and and so I I go to the dock one day, um, and early in the morning, and I'm not a morning person, by the way. This is a bad job to have if you're not a morning person. You know what I mean? I'm also not a morning yeah, person. Yeah, so I have to get up like four or five hours earlier than normal just so I can wake up and do some jumping jacks and like play cast a rod, like get, stretch out, get in the mode. You know what I mean? So I get to the dock and I come in like Mach 10. <laughs> Mach 10, throw slammer in reverse, lock it down, you know, rock the thing a little bit, um, and and – you were you were standing on the dock, and I didn't realize who you were. And what you said, I don't remember what you, what did you say. I don't remember what you said. 
So what's up, Cap? Uh, that's right. And so I'm like, yeah, man, cool. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I gotta go get my truck, you know, all this stuff. And I'm not getting old, so I'm not. I'm not as flexible in the mornings. And uh, Weldon, and and let's be clear, Weldon's not a easy place to go get your truck. No, it's not. Like Weldon's no. the worst place. If you ever leave your entire boat up at yeah. the dock and forget your keys in the boat, but you don't realize it until you get to your truck. Yeah. It's a small CrossFit exercise in the morning. Yeah. To drop your boat. Yeah. I mean, you dock know. Dock up you and know. then go get. Didn't yeah. park your truck? Is a, is a, that's just a mini wad yeah. right there. And, at you the know, workout of the day. And I'm a, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty st- you know, strapping young man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, anyway. I'm like the Calvin Klein of the fishing industry. You know what I mean? I don't think you've ever been described that way. I just that's where, a self-proclaimed. That's the, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I'm talking to myself, you know, in the mirror, flexing in the morning. Four hours before you have to be at the ramp. Right. I'm like, look here, Chuck Norris. You got this. You got this. You can do it. <laughs> you know, because when I was born, I started reeling the umbilical cord in. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, when I catch fish, they give me an award. You know what I mean? No, uh, I'm just kidding. And so, anyway, so I go back, get my truck, and come back, and, and Ozzy's standing there, and, and uh, I was like, "Man, I didn't realize who you, who it was, who you were." I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing out here so early?" It's like, "Well, I'm trying to catch some bait." He's doing all like incognito, give me hand signs. Stuff. That's like, a lie. That's like, not true. Like, yeah, like we're doing a drug deal. That's not true. He's like, hey man, you got the good stuff. <laughs> you got the goods. You know what I mean? Got that thread fin. You got that long back. No. You got that spotted fish. Yeah. You get that driver crack, man. That's <laughs> no, not true. That's a lie. <laughs> Well, that's what was happening in my head. So I'm, I have no doubt you perceived what, it that way. That's what I heard you say. I have no doubt your narrative <laughs> would be written that way. Yeah, I got what you need, man. I got what you need, dog. Yeah, right here. You need you need three inch, four inch, five inch. What you need, dude? You need skipper jumpers. You need skip jack. What you need, dog? We got you. You need that hay ron. You need that hay rons fresh from the lower states. No, but um, I was like. I was like, what? He said, yeah. Uh, I said, you got bait in that thing. He said, because he's got his flat boat there, which is cute. It's a cute boat. It's a nice boat. It's a bad boat. I don't want to hear it. It's a nice boat. I'll still outrun you. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it is a nice boat. I wish I had an eye roll. Yeah. You know, I wish yeah. I could see that eye roll. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, I said, dude, you cannot. Be running bait out of a flats boat. You can't do it. He's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> he's like, dude, we got hammered. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Now he's like, dude, well, he said some other words, but he's like, dude, I got hammered yesterday, and you know, I got people coming, and we got we got to put them on some fish. Which hammered I, mean like I got my butt kicked. Yeah, like I, we, yeah, you got a butt kicked. It was tough it was, on the fly. Yeah, it, it was, was hard. It, it it was a hard day. Period. And um, he's like, you know, I I. People spend their hard-earned money to come up here and catch fish. I want to be able to put some fish on the boat, and it's just not working with the fly, which is perfectly reasonable and respectable. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. And I'm, I said, man, you're like Reagan in the Berlin Wall. Well, I first said, said Nixon when, when I thought about it. I was like, that's not good at all. But And so what I meant by that was, like, you're, like, breaking down party lines here. Like, you're, 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 you're taking a flats boat, you're putting bait on it, you're fishing, 
you're like doubling down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. people don't know what to think at this point. They're mm-hmm. like, well, well, who, who are we gonna be mad at now? <laughs> you like, did it just today. Like, what are we? What are we gonna do now? Like, yeah. he's he's like the bait guys are going. He's look at that flat boat right there. Look at it. It's all thin and skinny and just look little and just look at it. And then I'll go, yeah, dude. He's got a barrel. He's got a tank full of bait. What? What? He's got what on there? <laughs> contraband. <laughs> Y'all call the DEA, DEF, DDT, everybody. He's got contraband on the flats boat. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Old boy's fishing bait. And so, and then the fly guys are like, yes, my dog. Here it comes. That's like some theme music in the background. I don't yeah, know what that the flats one, boat theme music. Yeah, I don't know what good theme music is. I think it was pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty it was close. It? Yeah, or like, yeah. And so they're like, yeah, dude, look at them long poles on there. Look at them. Buggy whips. Yeah, just just look at them buggy whips up there, just shining in the sunlight. Got a bald eagle looking ready to build a nest on top of one. <laughs> but, I, of course, I'm joking about all this. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's like, like there's no room for anybody to be mad about any of this situation. I, I, for one, was impressed and, and respect the heck out of it. I mean, really, because I'm like, like I, that's cool. You know what I mean? Well, you did the same thing. You threw bait all week, along with jigs, I'm sure. Yeah. And then uh, ran a fly trip. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I throw the kitchen sink, turn the water on. Yeah. That's what I got to do. I mean, you got you got to cater to your clients. One mm-hmm. You got people that don't care if they catch. And I love these people. If they catch one fish on the fly, they're good. Mm-hmm. They're great. That's like drum fish. We go out there to catch one fish. Everything else is extra. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Well, shifting topics. Yeah, I was pretty accurate. It was way more detailed than what I may have realized went into it. All I knew is I heard about this bait fly, bait artificial, aluminum versus flats. I was like, what? You know, keep your head down, do your thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like I said, I had a tough day. I was like, well. I saw some boys on bait catch it, you know. So we'll throw fly for as long as we can. And yeah. once yeah. it gets into that eighth inning, I you mean, know what I mean? Coming yeah. into the ninth inning, we're we're gonna throw bait. I mean we'll put we'll put a we'll put a we'll put a, a shiner on a fly rod. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever needs to happen. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was any of of any significance. Oh yeah. Until you pulled up to the dock. Oh, and yeah. uh at first I was like I knew there was beef, but it I had no idea. Is he, is he mad? No, I wasn't. That's why I'm sitting here. Well, he was like, well, I don't really care if he's mad, but yeah. it's odd. And uh, yeah. he come back around like, oh, I didn't know it was you. Yeah, I, got a, I, got a, I got a small chill about the situation. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was, it, was, <laughs> it was good. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's, like the, it's, like the, it's like when you first turn a brand new reel. Mm. You know what I mean? You know that feeling? Mm. Oh, yeah. You're like, God. This is this is just sexy smooth right here. This yeah, is good. For yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta you gotta bust the stereotype for sure. Our job is to provide angling. I hope careers. I didn't go in too much detail on that, but um, I appreciated some yeah. of the detail. Some of it was yeah. uh, unbeknownst to me. So yeah, and I'm uh, pretty sure I'm gonna get like on some list some people for it. But oh well, I'm just I mean I'm just like go go 
fish, man. Go have a good time. Go, That's right. Just go. Do your thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you want to throw a beetle spin, you throw that beetle spin. You throw it hard. You know what I mean? You throw it everything you got. You don't leave nothing in the locker room. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to put a little silver spinner on that beetle spin, you put it on there. You put it on there. I feel motivated. Right you know now. what I mean? If you want to put your little look, I tell you what, tell you a little fly trailer and tie it on the back of it if you want to. Add a little little, little flare in your life, a little pizzazz, a little sparkle. That's some dark magic. You right do there. it. You do it. You know what I mean? Fly trailer now. That's a- <laughs> I want to run out here and catch a fish right now. I feel like I'm, I think it's we like should- it's like fly fishing. It's like guide church right now. We should probably just head to the boat ramp. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and get some bait. <laughs> No. no. Here's the thing, and I've heard you mention this. Bait guys are so grumpy because they got to show up. Well, two I can tell you what. Before, yeah, and they're always soaking wet from yeah. throwing the net. Yeah, you everything was great just now. I'm like, yeah, let's go fishing. That's that's a guy motivated. We fish hard. You said we gotta go get bait, and I'm like, oh no, no. I, that's where I draw the line. That's just yeah. We're gonna get wet. Yeah. It's gonna be cold. <laughs> we have to throw a net. You're not. Per- you are not prepared for Fat Girl Friday. You're no. not. Yeah, it's good. It's I, You are not gonna take whoever you can get home. It's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> no. Negative. Mm-mm. So, shifting topics just a little bit. And I appreciate the explanation on that, but you're pretty nitty gritty, deceivingly. Yeah. If you were to have. A conversation in an elevator with you. you would, I would have never pegged you as a nuts and bolts, like nitty gritty, into the details as far to the rabbit hole. Oh yeah, logistics, math, like I like it. Tell tell me a little bit. Of, I'm sure it comes from a firefighting background, but um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that, like explain that to me. Well, it's, it's, what about it is. It's a double-edged sword, man. It really is, cause I, you know, <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes you can think your way right out of catching fish. You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah, well said. Um, sometimes it's just simple. Mm-hmm. Make it complicated. I know I do sometimes. I'm an overthinker, so I like the technical aspects of anything. Well, maybe not like trigonometry or rocket science. I don't really care about that, but. Mm-hmm. Fishing or, or, and it does come from a, I guess it does come from a firefighter background, but to know, to, to know the purpose behind why I'm doing what I'm doing is important. It makes sense to me. And sometimes I, you know, I, I explain things to clients sometimes and a little too much technical detail. <clears throat> so like, for instance, when we're, we're drifting, all right, and we're, we're running, say we're running bait off the bottom, um, you know, I know how much one turn on my reel will move that line. It's 37 inches. Depending on what the reels I use for my bait it is. And all reels say it. You know, how many times have you ever gone and picked up a reel and you're like, man, that's a nice reel. That's good. And you spun it like a thousand times. And you're like, that's a nice reel. But you didn't look at any anything else. Like, what gear ratio? What does that even mean? How much line does it retrieve on one spin? Like, all that stuff matters. Because <clears throat> the hardest part about drifting I mean, you know, bait fishing is not as much of a blood sport as people think it is. Like, it, there are some technical aspects to it. I mean, you know, uh, slip corks, um, how long my leader is, what size weight I'm running, uh, how far off the bottom do I need to be. There really is a, a, cert, a, a good amount of technical presentation 
to run and bait sometimes. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> and so, you know, when I'm drifting, let's say I'm in like, um, let's say I'm in like uh, 15 foot of water or whatever, and I'm looking at my depth finder, and uh, which is a must have on anybody's boat. And I see a school of fish, and they're suspended off the bottom. Let's say uh, seven feet. All right. So, or yeah. And so I know that my reel, if I turn it one time, is thirty-seven inches. So I tell my clients, I say, <clears throat> put your weight at the top of the a twelve-inch leader. Put your weight at the top of the water. Drop it all the way down until you see the line crinkle. That means the weight hit the bottom. Reel it up twice. Where are we sitting at? Right at. It's just six feet, little little boat, little seven feet, close to it. And you got twelve inch leader, so I'm back down at six feet <clears throat> off the bottom. So if I'm running fifteen foot of water and they're sitting, you know, six feet off the bottom or seven feet off the bottom, that bait's gonna smack them right in the face as it goes by. So there's 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 to know that because they they just want to know reel it twice, but I wouldn't know to reel it twice unless I knew how much line it retrieved six to one gear. Six to one gear ratio, and I actually got into a, a, a discussion with a client because he was like, "There is no way, there ain't no way, I ain't gonna have this thing, this little reel right here." You mean to tell me if I turn the handle one time, that thing's gonna pull that line in three feet? I said, "Yeah." He said, Mm-mm, "Nope, ain't gonna happen." I'm an engineer. I know these things. I'm like, cool, sweet. So we had to literally sit there and turn the reel slowly and count how many times. That the bale spun, and it spun six times. He's like, well, I'll be darned. I says, gear ratio. <laughs> you turn it handle one time, that's going to spin six times 37 inches. So it's just stuff like, and it's like, um, you know, if that's one method to get it there. But let's say my rod is um, seven foot, right? Your arm span is about 30. And so if I pick my rod, if I laid, if I laid a weight on top of the water, I picked the rod straight up, open the bell, put the rod straight up and close it and let it back down. It's 10 feet. If I do it again, that's 20 feet. So you don't have to have line counters or any of that. You just kind of know based off of how long your rod is, how long your arm is, how many times you turn the handle, it does this, stuff like that. That's, that's the technical nuts and bolts aspect of a lot of things that I do. Right. You know, so. As, as, because I'm, I'm analytical, very, very analytical. You're an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but fishing log, um, all aspects. Um, apparently, I have mentioned barometer quite a bit. They'll pick on me a little bit about barometric pressure. How Makes much, a difference. How much I watch it. Especially if you're rabbit hunting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, the dog can't smell if the pressure's too high. I did not know that. Yeah, but nonetheless, I mean, <laughs> I I totally believe. Anyway, I, I'm a uh, no. I wouldn't even consider it a beginner rabbit hunter. So I was like, oh well, no way, dude. Um, but none nonetheless, I'm all, I'm all about nuts and bolts. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And that's the thing about the fly game too. Is like, there's a lot. Yeah, there's there is. a lot of nuts and bolts. Yeah, to get into from tying to tippets to leaders to line weight to sinking line grain i mean yeah it, it gets insane and then the spinning game is the same way um but i'm all about it. just whether it's gear 
um, conditions, fishing logs. I love to be analytical. But like you said, you can also think your way out of a fish. You can. You, know, you can absolutely overthink, mm-hmm. you know. So I find myself, my biggest flaw is like, hey, let's just let's just yeah. be intuitive here. Let's yeah. let's keep it simple. We're going to yeah. put bait in front of fish and we're going to catch them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a fine line to walk all in all. Um, it is. I mean, you know, anything you do, there's going to be a critic somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything you do, it don't matter. Yeah. And so the biggest advice I would give anybody about anything that you go to do, well, especially fishing, is hear everybody and what they have to say about a, about a topic and then just pull from it what that works for you. You know, don't discard it. Don't discredit it or say it's wrong. Anybody. Because obviously it's to them, if they wouldn't continue to do it, like, what's the object of insanity? Continue to do the same thing over and over again with expecting different results. So they wouldn't, unless they're insane, they wouldn't keep doing the same thing if it didn't work for them. Now, are there more efficient or effective ways to do a, a, a particular thing? Sure. So, but to just discredit anybody's information is is, is rather stupid to me, really. Mm-hmm. Take it, hear it, understand it, pull from it what you need. You may not need anything from it. And then adapt it to your style of fishing and the way it works for you you know right no i totally agree kind of you got to take every you know no yeah i would say you can take everything i don't word it wrong but anybody you encounter in the fishing industry whether they've been fishing six months or 30 years there's something to be gained you know what i mean and you don't stop learning yeah you just don't no, and then you, you that's like a one way street to you stop to, sleeping though to burnout. You do stop sleeping, yeah. You become a god, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't sleep much. I didn't sleep before, so it's okay. Yeah, uh, my wheels are spinning. I'm like, you know what? You got a violin sound there on that keyboard. I wish. Like <laughs> 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 oh, dude, I just did that. No kidding. So lay that on this couch and tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> no kidding. We're sitting in 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 my hotel room. Uh, I was it's right. Really nice place to. It's if so anybody nice. wants, to, if anybody wants to know what it's like to be, just come over here and just stick your head in the door and go, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We need to pay that guy. That's the life. <laughs> no, but I was here. Uh, I was just about to go to sleep. I was thinking about the day, you know, writing my log or whatever, and um, I was like, you know what? That was a that was a bad. We had a good day too. We had like a pretty decent day this particular day you're talking about yes that i'm talking recently about. yeah but two days ago oh had two large fish in the boat along with how big were they 30 inches nice it was good um yeah, it, was, it was a good day nice and along with a, a lot a good class of fish that thing's got loins on it yeah big nice. shoulders nice loins i woke up I, i'm i'm in I, that space of sleep where like yeah I would hear someone walked in the door, but I'm like practically asleep. My wheels are just kind of turning. I'm drifting yeah. all. I popped up. I'm like, why did why did I do that? I was I was in this one spot. We're doing really good, but in my mind, I'm like at six thirty, whatever. I need to be here. Mm. I need to go throw top water yeah. in this spot right. at this much daylight. Mm-hmm. And I left like this dumb. Looking back, but wait, I was so, wait, a, wait a minute. I'm confused. Let's recap here. You were asleep on the boat, 
No. Okay, good. Okay. I was There's nowhere to lay down on that thing. That, I'm just going to tell you right now. No. Uh, hating on no. It. Just hating on no. it. No, I was just no. thinking about the day, and I was like, what? Why did why did I stick to the game plan? Because yeah. I've had luck you're, there before. You were critiquing you know? what you did. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, hot yeah, washing yeah. it, dude. Oh yeah. And if you don't stop, if you ever stop doing things like that, like if you ever stop looking back and be like, you know, do this different, change that, you know, take this off your fly, add this. Yeah, you but, do. but if you're not careful, you'll steal your joy. You'll st- you'll steal from yourself the success of the day. You're right. You will. And you're I do right it all the time. That. That's why right. I say you do. Because I mean, I remember fine line. Yeah, I mean, I've had days, you know, where. You know, anybody, any good guy is the hardest on themselves. That, I mean, because you know you'll have. I've had days where, um, you know, we didn't we didn't smash them. Mm-hmm. You know, we caught a good decent number, and we caught some, or we caught some really nice healthy fish. Um, of course, I've never caught a non healthy fish. I don't think it'd be weird. Be dead, wouldn't it? We've seen some non healthy fish, like. Yeah. Bad sores, gillnet marks oh, okay. well, on his sense. last leg. Yeah, I would say that's a non-healthy fish, yeah. or he need. He looks like he might need some, few more calories. Some resistant mouth to mouth resistance. Something. Or something. Yeah. He needs something. Yeah, but um, and so I like walk away from the guide going, man, that wasn't that wasn't that great. And I then I start looking over. Well, I should have done this. Should have. And the clients are thrilled. They're happy. They're good. They're solid. They're, I mean, we're already booking another one. Let's do it again. They're you know. And um, and then I've had days where we absolutely hammered them, like just dest- like destroy their face. There's, you know, it's just hard not to add the extra words in there. We just like destroyed their face. You know what I mean? I'm walking away like, yeah, dude, yeah, we got them thick. And the clients are just like, I worked them too hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that. Like they're like, man, we didn't want to fish that hard, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I'm a grinder, dude. Like you might, you might outrun me. You might have a bigger boat than me. You might, but you're not gonna outgrind me. Not you, but it means just like that's that's my motto. I'm gonna work until, and so I, I worked them too hard, and they're like, yeah, I don't know, but this was too much work, <laughs> you know, a so, too intense. Yeah, so I say that. Say that fine line. You're right. That fine line is is. Yeah, um, it's it's a hard one to walk sometimes, man. It really is. Basically, just for me, I'm like, look, stick me guns, and this is how it is. Yeah. And how it's gonna be, and yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be what I need to be. It's fun, man. It's yeah. a fine line, weird thing to do, but it's. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, hey, ain't nothing better to do. And, and then you and then you have you're like got this big. I'm gonna go do this in the morning. It's gonna be great. Like the stars are aligning. And you go to do it. Well, that was less than underwhelming. Yeah. You ever had those days? I had one today. Yeah. Like you just, in your head, you saw it playing out in this miraculous display of fishery magic. Yep. And then it was like, wah, wah, wah. That was That was today, but I didn't have that yeah. until. So yesterday was pretty good. <clears throat> and then uh, I showed up today and water was really high. Yeah. Really high. I kind of got, I mean, I got a little worried, but a little excited. I'm like, first I was worried. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's different. It made it tough. It changed it, the pressure on This it. morning was tough. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I was like, crap, you know, immediately you start going through your Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. What's, what's the 
procedure here. What what are we doing? And um, you're making this game plan. And at the end of this process, you know, it was it was really early. I was I think the first or, or second one at the dock. So I had time to really think about it, contemplate, and I'm like, I got this. Yeah, that's a that's a good plan. Yeah, you know, I, I was stoked. Yeah. Do you have a secret name you call yourself? <laughs> no, you don't. That's that's a great question. You should. should. You should. Yeah. Uh, Captain Reagan, actually. Get you, that's, okay. That's what. Okay. Gets it out of your head. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm like, that's a good plan. Yeah. This is gonna work. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna adapt and overcome. Oh yeah. We're gonna go do this, and it's gonna be on. It's going down. It was not on. No. No. Oh well. I was like, but to, to answer your question, yeah, I've definitely been like, yeah, that's it. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm thinking about what's gonna happen. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then there's other days where I like camera crews are going to come out of the woods and get your interview and yeah. So uh, how'd you do it? You yeah, know, well, like, I'd just like to thank the the pens, uh, Shimano, uh, uh, Z Man, and all of them for the sponsor today. Uh, you know, it was a real good, hard, real tough bite today. We got on them there with that Tahatsu on the back, and I'm gonna tell you what, that uh, <laughs> fast force prop it really got us where we needed to go. No, that that's but it's also been the other way around, dude. I've been leaving the dock before Tuesday. Is a great example. This last Tuesday mm-hmm. is the day that we um, I was just talking about where I left the bite I shouldn't have left, but we had a great day. Like for for me and my standards and their standards, we were on them, and it was great. Yeah, I'm. But I left the dock after a pretty tough day, and we were throwing bait, we were throwing jigs, we threw fly, kitchen sink, kitchen sink, man, turn the water, turn the water on. on. There you go, and <laughs> and we scratched it out. But it was it was a it was a grind yeah. from sun up till you know everybody was sunburnt and ready to go to the dock. We we tried and ran and in Weldon when you when you run a tank of gas, mm. if you got to go to the gas station after mm-hmm. a trip, it's like you you yeah. did it. Yeah, like you you worked, and that's what we did. We scratched it out, but nonetheless, coming into the next day, and uh, I was like, here we go, same yeah. water levels. What the crap? And then we go and crush it. You know what I mean? So the the, the script can yeah. be flipped I, yeah. in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And I do that back home too. You know what I mean? In my home in my home turf. I'm like, crap, man. The water was dirty yesterday and the redfish were picky and blah, 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 blah. Like I just I don't know. And I'm straight with my clients about it too. Like when we're calling the next the, the night before or whatever, like this ramp this time, this is what I expect. I'm like, hey, just a heads up. And we struggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I'll shoot him straight. And um, but then we'll get out there, and it's like make a liar out of me. I say it all the time. Fish love making a liar. Like, hey guys, it, it might be a tough one. Mm-hmm. I, I did that right before coming to Weldon. It's blowing like twenty five. Like, dude, it might be hard. Yeah. It might be really, really hard. And we put a smackdown on them. They were just happy, willing. It wasn't a single fish that didn't want what we had. So, and then there's been days I'm like, you, you need to make it. Yeah, you you need to make the drive, and they'll drive it. And it's like, even though the conditions were great, the fish yeah. were just pissed. So, uh, we as know much you, as we know about fish, you just keep finding out how little you actually know. You, well, I mean, you better comment one time at the dock. You're like, well, maybe I picked the wrong time to come. You know what I mean? And and I understand what you're saying as far as how hard difficult it's been, but you really picked the right time to come to see how diverse the bite can be 
Yeah. That's a good word. Or to see how tricky it can actually be. Because mm-hmm. it's not the easy fishery that everybody has associated with mm-hmm. over, over years. And that's from a lot of different sides. But, you know, I made a guy, I didn't mean to, um, I made a guy mad at the dock because he pulls up to the dock and we got on that morning real good. And um, he was like, did you get on today? I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got on real good. He was like, well, if you don't mind me asking, where'd you get on them? And I go, I don't mind him asking. I said, uh, from here, meaning the boat ramp, all the way to Scotland Neck. Well, he looks at me, kind of rolls his eyes, just says, hmm, and walks off. I'm like, dude, I'm serious. Like, I'm not being, like, this. it was that kind of day where we could stay on a bite for five minutes before we were moving. And we ran from the wear amp, slammed to Scotland Neck and back, trying to catch them, and we got them. But that's just one of them things, man. It's just, it's just so diverse that you don't never know. Yeah, this river can be small. Like you, you may only need a half mile of it. Yep. There's days where if you if you idle a half mile, you're crushing it. And then mm-hmm. there's days where you better have a slam full tank. Yeah. How do you feel about fishing right in the boat ramp when you have? What is it? I mean, is I'm I'm going down river. Yeah. Or I'm going up river. At least first half. And even not even the first. I might start my trip right at the ramp. Yeah. To put some fish in the boat. Because they always hold there, mm-hmm. no matter what. But at some point in time, just because of the yeah. guilt, I'm gonna. Yeah, well, it's kind of. Like, I'm gonna give you something you can't achieve yeah. from the boat ramp. Yeah. Just because I'm charging you what I charge, right. and I, I don't. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna stare at the ramp. Like I'm not gonna be able to see where I picked yeah. you up. Uh, there ain't no bowfin up there to catch at the ramp. You need to go down river. Gotta go. Gotta go down river. You can't throw it. The water's moving too fast for the big (laughs) spin. I'm sorry. I'm going to have a beetle spin on tomorrow. (laughs) A black and yellow. I got some bunch of shiny honeys in the boat. And they were, oh, the white perch has been phenomenal this year, too. It has been good. Stupid, ain't it? It, it, On those slow days, they were catfish and Uh white perch were making my Crazy, dude. I'm like, and and we actually caught some nice ones. You ever catch a catfish on the fly? No, my client did. Did he? I haven't. Well, I mean, I've that's never, when I say you, I mean your boat clients, yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually ever. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, I've had I've had clients do it. Because yeah, catfish are a lot more aggressive than people think they are. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, I thought that was a bottom feeder. I'm like, he, and then yeah, every yeah. five seconds of the bite, I'm like, that's a huge striper. Yeah. For five, at least five seconds until I realized, like, no it's not shake. acting like it, yeah. nothing like a striper. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, I'm scrambling from yeah. wherever I'm at in the boat to my net. You have to and go then, far. <laughs> <laughs> you're hating on the 17 foot. <laughs> um, it's all in fun. I'm actually a. It's all in fun. I, the funny thing is, is I'm actually a bigger flats boat yeah. than than most. Really? I have a heavier, bigger flats boat than most. But you do. I do. Dirty, dirty fly guy, you. I do. <laughs> I do. I run a. I run a bigger boat than most. Like most people don't. Most people in flats boats don't run three anglers. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't need to stand in the street and shake our flats boats each each other. You know, it's so. a nice flats boat. I don't want to hear it. This. It is. It really is. I'm getting one. Yeah. Lie like I'm a rug. Duck on out of it. Lie like a rug. I'm <laughs> duck on it out of it. Layup boat. It I'm a good layup boat. That's an ins. He's going. He's not even going to post this podcast. No, an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, are we that far in? Yeah. What, what's what's the cutoff here? Is there? Uh, I don't know. If I've ever established. A no. Cutoff. Okay. Let's keep rolling, dude. I ain't got nothing to do. 
it really ain't nothing to do in welding except drugs. <laughs> if you're not into <laughs> drugs, you better love rock. You fish. better love love stripers if you're not into into crack cocaine. <laughs> it's it's one of the two. Yeah. No, don't hate on welding. Welding's a great place. It's a great place. There's some good places to eat. Did they got a killer uh, brewery down the road? I've never been. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's good. I was just thinking like yeah. Don Juan's, Haggerty's, That's the not bowling welding. alley. What is that? It's Rock Rapids. They're one and the same. What you no what? Oh no, you didn't. I don't know who you got who your followers are, but you need to recant that if if anybody is from Running Rapids or well. Once you cross that bridge down there, you were in Roanoke Rapids. I North feel Carolina. like that's like we have that. We have that at home. Yeah. Holly Ridge, Sneeze Ferry, yeah. Scotts Hill, Wilmington. No, no. Hampstead, yeah. Scotts yeah, Hill. Not, no, that is the that is the magical border down there in that bridge. You don't know. I can throw a rock. Mm-mm. You can. Yeah. And they do. Crack rocks. But you <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can't no. You can't you can't couple those together. Mm-mm. That's funny. Well, nonetheless, I enjoy it. I love being here. But do you? I really do. Man. That's good. That's good, man. And I love the camaraderie. I love the dock. I, I'm five o'clock Dude, in the, the dock. dock. Let's while, talk about the dock. While we're all waiting on our, you know, people to show Let's up. Let's talk about we, the dock. I, I love, love the dock. Love it. Yeah. I look forward to it. The dock's good. It's a good dock. Is it? Nice yeah. long dock. Until. <laughs> Until it's so high that it's underwater. Well, there's that. I mean, I didn't say they built it well. It was well designed, but it's a good dock. It was not built for the volume. It was not built for the volume, no. (laughs) In conclusion, tell us where. We're concluding? We're concluding. We didn't finish talking about the dock. Please tell me how you can squeeze 10 more minutes out of this dock. I would love to hear. You want me to? Yeah. Seriously? Tell me about You're the about to fall asleep right now. You want me to finish? Okay. Tell, tell me about, about the dock. Let me tell you about the dock. So the dock is where everything comes together, right? So so all the guys get together. Got some sweet tea on your floor. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, but man, we look, we talk about, you know, how the day went. We talk about um, you know, what who's tipping technique. I've learned a ton. At I, the, I've same. learned a phenomenal amount hanging me out too, in the dock. Actually. Right, it's better got, than a tackle shop. Yeah, you got more. There's more knowledge and years of experience that's hanging at the dock. Then, mm-hmm. of course, it, you know they're all guys, and we're gonna take it over. But <clears throat> sorry, and, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry to anybody that, that couldn't get in because the guys, but we we apologize. We'll be leaving in in about an hour. It's gonna happen. But um, no, man, there's just so much knowledge and and experience and friendships and connections and it's just a good thing man somebody yeah. needs to open a bar for guys and call it the dock that's a really good idea that's a good idea we should be business we partners should do that yeah i'll be the comedic relief firefighters and fishing guides yeah something to it yeah maybe or but cigars and chat or whatever cigars and chat yeah <laughs> but uh tell us where we can find you if someone wants to book a trip with captain braille burrail <laughs> fire line i'm fishing. not blind um, Tell us where we can find you. You can go to Instagram, Fireline Fishing. Um, you can go to Facebook, Fireline Fishing LLC. Um, my website is currently under construction, so you can't go there. Um, but I'll send me a message or whatever, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. All my phone number, contact information should should be up there. I think it is. 
That's probably the best place to get up with me is either on one of those two platforms right now. Right on. Anybody looking to kill a duck or catch a red or a trout or a rock? Yeah. Yeah. That's the man. Yeah. Well, buddy, I really do appreciate you carving out some time to sit down with me at the end of a long day and chop it up and talk some crap. And, of course, I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to us ramble for a little bit. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.